I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah. We're back on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Uh, Jessica Klein is back. Look at this. Somebody already wrote. I invited for Jessica Klein to be back. The fans. <laughs> so. I could have I written that, Pete. I could have written that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, just to let everybody know, um, we don't know if David Bao is going to join us. He is um, currently filming a, a project <laughs> about Jeffrey Dahmer. So... <laughs> You know, you got typecast. You know, he, he did get yeah, Thank you very much. Yeah, so we hope, you know, he gets to join us. He's going to try to join us for a little bit if he gets to his trailer and all that. So that's what's happening with that. Larry, do you want to talk about, before we get into everything, do you want to talk about the America Zip Code? Right? Oh, America Zip Code is going to be the show which will celebrate the 31st anniversary of the premiere of the, sh- of the of Beverly Hills 90210. It'll be a show represented by fans, one fan from every state, 50 fans. And they'll be like, also, celebrity from the show, guest stars, or from the show, either actor, director, whatever, representing different states or regions. And we want to hear how everyone saw the show. I mean, we've got fans in the Deep South. We've got fans in the Northwest. And we want to hear... And, and Larry, hear, is, it, is it true that you reached out for Delaware? Did you reach out to um, President Biden to come on? <laughs> That's a great idea. But, you know, we already... Uh, yeah, I think we should. We should aim high for some of the... You know, if there yeah, are celebrity it, fans... That's what Lindsay and Josh, you know, did, that they invited the Obamas to the wedding, and they always get the, you know, the great card. We should invite them to come on. And we can try to get a card. All right, well, he could be the... Fa- you know what? And who knows? knows? Maybe one of his grandkids will show up. I, I was just thinking that. Maybe cool. someone in the fan. Yeah, so we have to kind of put our, our, our noses here, and we need people... If you're a fan in a place like California... And you know other fans, other states that are more, you know, not as as, as much, uh, you know, we don't know, like, we don't know Iowa. fans from Idaho. Yeah, Iowa, Iowa, Idaho, we haven't that. heard from you. Yeah. We want to hear from them. Uh, yeah. You know, we're happy that we're starting to build up some fans, and it should be really a special show. It'll be the American version of Planet 90210. Do we That's have right. Oklahoma yet? No, Maybe. but we want to get Maybe. the uh, the the, uh, the drummer from the uh, Flaming Lips to be yeah. the celebrity uh, zip code guy. With we, yes, we need Oklahoma. We're working on we're working yeah. on these surprises. Yes, yeah, lots so of surprises on this one. You want to join it? And America. we have a we have a theme already. Chuck, did you hear the theme uh, that Brian did? It's really cool. I, I did. It made me want to go visit all the other forty nine states. There you go. We start, but going in a real way. It's kind of patriotic, but then it uses the same instrumentation as the theme, and it has a great little coda. So it was, yeah, all right. So it's, it was an ode to John Davis. Yes, it was. Yes, and we should be. We shouldn't get blocked on it. Well, who knows with no. YouTube? Peter at Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero show. If you want to join us from whatever state, just put the state in the subject so I can figure out what we're talking about. 
And then, of course, I want to, again, remind everybody that on August 17th, Jessica will be here because we're covering Kelly Taylor with Jenny Garth. So should that, that should be a ton of fun. So that's uh, in a couple of weeks. It's a Tuesday, actually. Uh, someone wants to know, how much longer do we have to send videos for Shannon? Nobody has sent one. So, so all of you Shannon fans that want Shannon on the show, I'm going to send it to her rep. You haven't, not one of you has sent a video in. So I get, I'm getting the hint that maybe you don't want her on the show, but if you do DM me a video and I'm going to send it over to her people. I'm sending one to you. Or maybe anyone who Chuck, would send you. You should, I think Chuck, Chuck should send one Chuck, also. You should definitely and, and Jessica. send a video oh, in. How much spare time? I'll do that. Okay, I'm going to do it also. <laughs> all right. So let's see here. Let's invite our friends. We have... Um, we wanted to bring on Molly Campbell. Hello, Molly. How are you? Molly. Uh, it's ex always exciting. How are things going with you, Molly? Very well. Um, it's as you know. Um, I'm really hoping to go up to Canada when the border opens, and I would love to be put in touch with some of those super fan girls. There were girls that you did a show with me. Yes, Kelly and Parker, Kristen McIsaac. Yes, they yes. know yeah. who they are, and yeah. they'll they, love to meet you. Yes, they would. They, would, they were so fabulous. They asked me for drinks. They said, "Can we come up to Stratford?" So I would love to happen. Maybe you can go to uh, Kathleen. Maybe you and Kathleen can can connect when you're up, right? Absolutely, that would be great. Yeah. All I right. Found, I just found an outfit of hers. Today, <laughs> and the amazing thing is, it still fits. It, I, I it does. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> Wait, what what outfit was it? Do you remember? Well, it's I don't remember what show, um, but it's quite dressy, and it's a Jessica McClint uh, McClintock. Yeah, nice. lame turquoise and gold lame. So stiff that the pants can stand up by themselves. <laughs> I don't know why this stuff fascinates me. All right, let's bring on. Uh, we have to ask Dr. Weiss what show that's from. So it's turquoise and gold pants. Yes, and it's All pants right. and a top. That's an assignment top. for Professor Weiss of Teen Dramology to find that answer. What show? Also, if we did get Shannon, I have a lovely piece that I would like to give to her. Um. We use that clip. <laughs> let's be let's be clear. This Shannon idea is a pipe dream. We're just trying to get. It's like we're trying to get signatures. We're trying to get uh, videos together to send to her people so that we can maybe get her on the show. But it's it's probably not happening anytime soon. Okay, uh, let's bring our buddy. The harsh Trace. reality out there, Peter. Well, I mean, you know, just, I, I tried to be as you know. But you have to remember, she took me with her on the next show she did, which was Charmed. That's right. Okay, so we'll we'll you we'll we'll throw that into the conversation as well. Yeah. And our buddy Tracy Frame is here, um, Lenny from the show. How you doing, man? It's good to see you. I'm doing great, man. Good to hear from you. It's, it's it's awesome to have you back all these years uh yeah. later. was it fun did you did you get a chance to relook at these episodes i watched the uh episodes last night and uh it's probably been uh i don't know 20 years since i've seen them it's been a long time and it was really fun it was great and i i forgot how much of the part 
you know, I had done because you remember certain scenes and then and I forgot other scenes that I had done. So it was nice to watch sure. it. And it was really great, really fun part to play. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Hey, people want to know, Jessica, how are you doing? I didn't say hello and, and, and whatnot. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. I, I feel good and I'm glad to be back and uh, enjoying my summer. Nice. Very cool. All right, so let's start with you, uh, Charles and Larry, about a couple of the things that are happening in this episode. We have a rapist on on campus. Crime wave on campus. A lot of things happening on campus. And I'm wearing my CU shirt today. I don't know if I'm wearing it proudly today because security was not doing its job uh, all those years ago. So tell me about creating... <laughs> Gary, oh, what is it? What is this? See you there. Oh, she got You'll to see, see you, sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I always, you know, hop for the words and wisdom of Karen Rosen here. And I've got to right. plan another to an old one. So yeah, and build a fence. Why wouldn't you put a full around it or something like that? <laughs> so, Larry, do you want to start here talking about Garrett Slam? Well, you know, again, these episodes were sweeps episodes, episodes that were really going to really put a lot into i'm talking about alone at the top which jessica and, and, and steve wasserman wrote and was directed by uh, victor lobel victor lobel so, victor lobel uh and love hurts were the final two i think the final two episodes of that sweeps thing so we've been building you know we're going to have donna in danger they're going to really be able to promote something and i think we weaved uh in this particular storyline that that tracy plays uh, lenny saminski was kind of a slightly older student with a kind of a a checkered past, from you know, and a kind of relatable one. And you gave great dignity to the role, Tracy. It was such a pleasure oh, to you. watch you, uh, to watch this. And, and you know, because he basically plays the red herring. Everyone, there's no spoilers. Everyone knows the, the, the storyline. Mm. And, and it really works out. I mean, if you think that this guy, and, and, and I have to say, and, and Jessica, I guess, always had to work with a lot of guys. We managed to make the man the victimized one in this one. In the rape, in the rape story. We well, found I a way. I like there the was man. some mansplaining that Brandon did in that student council yes. meeting too. That yeah. I thought, ooh, we couldn't pull that off today. <laughs> but the other thing I want to say is that and you know not is that besides this the story, we have all these other stories going on in this thing too. So it's like a an episode on steroid, and everyone's just playing their ass off in this stuff, and and everything's kind of media. And, you know, we can go through it when Pete wants to, but but this story was something was to, meant to put Donna in danger, and also to have David save Donna at the end and rekindle their thing, so we'd start moving them back together. And you know, we can talk about the the Ray stuff in a bit because I realized we were kind of burning Ray's character by having him sleep with Valerie. I don't know how we thought we could get away with that, but somehow we thought we could because he loved Donna. So right. anyway, but that's besides the point. I, I'm, I'm learning about what we a did. man's gotta do what a man's exactly. I feel bad for Justin all over the town. There, but we felt no. well, it was, it was well, just, he hasn't getting sex. He needs to have I, sex somewhere. I said, and meanwhile, we have Andrea misbehaving on the other side of town. Yeah, no, no we balanced it off. And it's, that's madcap with the guy, yeah. James C. Victor, we've had as a guest. I forgot this episode. He's like out of the box. Like he's just, you know, so charming. You, you want to kill him. But, uh, <laughs> and it's just, he's, you know, he's, and then we tie it in with the whole Dylan and, and Charlie story. where They're at the Motel too, So we're vertically integrating. We're doing our jobs as professional. Not to always, you know, pattern. I, I call out when we think we do some bullshit. But this was not one of them. These two episodes <laughs> really work well. So. They really do. Well, going back to the origins of the episodes, funny, because I look at these and, you know, it, the mansplaining. I mean, this is, we. I'm looking in season five. To me, there were really three social, really hard 
social issue episodes. The first had to do with torture. That was, you know, the chancellor and this, and it was really a Claire Arnold, uh, you know, episode as much as anything. Then you had hate is a four letter word that got into the classes of the, the cultures and the religions uh, on campus. This one, and those were both, you know, ideas that I had wanted to explore. This one came to me from Steve. Steve was the mansplainer then, so I'll have to do this. But what he said was really, was, what really got me was the idea that when you, he had read something, probably on the, an editorial in the Wall Street Journal or something, I don't know what, but um, he, he read something that about the, the notion that a guy, you know, who, who, whether it was a sexual crime or not, but when, you know, when is a prisoner who has done their time, done their time? You know, or does this act haunt them forever and this kind of thing? And it was an interesting thing to explore. And, um, you know, the thing that I see with, the, so with that issue and then taking it right into the character you played, uh, Tracy, the Lenny character, you know, there was that idea of, you know, because I, I, I know people who served in Iraq and it was mm -hmm. the, and with, which happened while we were making the show. Right. And it was like, you know, there it is. And those two, three years that, you know, other people were going on and living pop culture and doing these things, you were out in, you know, the, the desert. What were you doing there? What was there? Right. And, the, right. and the kind of, you know, the, the social breakdown, the social of, of the contract. And Fog of you, you just weren't, an, you weren't, an, you were an innocent guy. You were just somebody there. And there are people like that. There also are, you know, you know, sex offenders. Right. You know, but we created you in this gray area because right. also it was uh, because the hope that you would get an actor who would find the pathos and the ultimate sadness of knowing, OK, so that night is going to screw up the rest of my life. So right. how do I navigate? How do I this? What can I anticipate? Yeah. Right. And I knew a guy like this, at, at, uh, Jess and Larry and Molly. I knew a guy like this at Berkeley who I played squash with, who had been in Vietnam. And he was now, uh, uh, you know, go doing really good. He was in the business school. He was in this. He, everything was fine. And yet the idea of those years were always going to be there. And in many of the people that I knew who were veterans from that, too, at some point, that sadness, madness, whatever, mm -hmm. off, once in a while really took place. And, and guys went, I'm dumping my family. I'm changing this. I'm Oh, right. I'm an addict, you know, whatever it would be, um, you know, and I think you carried all of that. And, and it, well, it was very moving to see um, your performances, particularly in Love Hurts. Thank you. I, you know, it, it, I remember a couple lines from it that, sh that stood out when I watched it again. And one was even a guilty person needs someone to believe in them. And also yeah. uh, the fact that he was trying to to move on with his life and do something better with his life. But because of that incident, no matter where he goes, he's always labeled as this person. And he's the first one people will sus suspect. And so he's going to, he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. So how's he doing? <laughs> you know, I was thinking, the, uh, and certainly, uh, you know, mentioning uh, Steve Wasserman, the vinyl thing, I sort of remember was Steve's idea. The, I, I, the vinyl thing, the typewriter, Charlie's typewriter, mm -hmm. all those things um, had the fingerprints of, 
was right to it. Yeah. And that was a good thing for it was great. Again, we we had, you know, Brian of all people, you know, befriending uh, uh Lenny yeah. and and that was really it gave him something, you know, really kind of good to play and uh and it was interesting having this guy in the dorm was a little older and now mm-hmm. who was stealing the bicycles? Did I miss something here? I don't know. I don't we never found I don't out know. who's was, was, was Garrett was Garrett Slan also stealing bicycles? I don't think so. Uh, but maybe it was the first to see you two corner, years later. What can I tell you? you know, we had a whole okay, so we didn't story. we didn't tie maybe that maybe up. You should put in the story slam. What is exactly? <laughs> That's a story <laughs> slam. Thank you, John. All right. Who was still I think it was the fan to see you. You know, in season seven, we did like the can uh, the uh, student kind of is hiding and sleeping in the boiler room who's not really registered but goes to all oh. the classes. So it might have been him. Tracy, I'm curious how you did you audition for the show? What was the process of you coming on to 90210? Yeah, I did. And I, you know, it's really funny because I'd auditioned for the show several times and I'd always go into the producers and all that stuff, but I, and I never got it. And, um, I remember this one, this audition coming up and I told my agent at the time, this is the last time I'm reading for the show (laughs) (laughs) because they just don't hire me, you know? So, uh, I went in and I read and, uh, and I got it. So. Yeah, I was very happy. Yeah. Well, you know, we took pity, man. You did. <laughs> 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 They're like, God, this guy's been here 10 times. We got to hire him one of these times. One of these times. You know, the truth is, is that, is that uh, I, I've heard from other actors who who did not. You at least came to us and we found it not. Who, I know one particular Kevin Williamson who just bore such animosity to me personally because he, he could never get past Diane Young. So definitely, <laughs> when we had to work together, it was not a great uh, beginning. Right. Not, not a great way to do a romance. No, no, no. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and you get put with Brian. Had you had you known him before? No, or? I hadn't known. Uh, I hadn't known anyone on the show. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because I became very close friends uh, with Luke Perry after the show. Um, and you know, as everyone was, I was just shattered when he left us too soon. But, and then Gabrielle Carteris, uh, I served on the board at Screen Actors Guild with her. Oh, so oh. we spent a lot of time together, years together, on uh, working, you know, uh, together. But when I did the show, I didn't know any of them. Um, you, you mentioned Luke. Um, did, was it through this filming of these episodes that you became buds or was you know, it-, it, it it's funny it wasn't because I, if you remember luke and i just have one scene where I, right. i'm being pursued across the campus and i jump in the men's bathroom to get away and he's he oh, just no. looks at me and then kind of leaves and uh then uh, i don't know what's we call a year later so we had a uh, a mutual friend and go. so i met luke again and he remembered me and then we actually became really good friends and i spent a lot of time with him great you guy. A horse guy uh, no, but uh, I did get invited to his ranch in uh, in Tennessee, but never made that. But because because when you go there, he'd put you to work. So <laughs> I, <laughs> oh yeah, Luke. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so he lived he lived close to me, and I, mean, I spent a lot of time at his house. I understand. Yeah. We used to get together and watch the Sopranos and make pizzas and all that stuff. So he he was a good guy. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and but you do do a lot with Brian here. Um, yeah. It, like I mean, there's. I mean, let me actually see here if I have this. If this works, this. Week. Oh no problem, man. I knew the charges would turn out to be bogus. Like I was gonna let you drift. Thanks. You're a good friend, Dave. I want to be honest with you. Now what? Just after Desert Storm, I was stationed at Fort Bragg. 
hell, everyone was acting crazy. We'd just been in a damn holy war. Can't imagine what that must be like. Yeah, well. I was on leave with some guys from my unit, and, uh, you know, we were drinking and trolling the streets for hookers. And I was so wasted, I, I can't even really say what happened next. I guess some of the guys got a little gung-ho. All I know is I woke up the next day in a cell. Arrested for rape. You're kidding. Oh, man, I wish I were. Oh, the video clip didn't really play, but we did hear it. <laughs> you can hear it, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's I some... Mean, that's, a, that's a tribute to, to you and, and uh, really to the whole acting that, you know, radio... It, it, you know, this was written. This is radio drama. You're 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 telling a story. It isn't a line. Nine hundred two one zero could never rely. We didn't have the production bandwidth to start, so we could never really rely on cinematic techniques. It was about the one person talking to the next person and talking right. back, and what that conversation right. would be, and what you would be revealing. So that, to right. me, is radio drama. I mean, that's. You know, it, yeah. it was radio. You didn't need the picture to run through. It was. Oh, it would have been nice. Brought but... it to life. <laughs> yeah. What? I said so it would have been nice if it if it if the technology caught up. Oh yeah, Pete. But I don't want you to stress. <laughs> that it, it, I don't want you to stress that it failed again. <laughs> Every week. Yeah. You know, Brian. Uh, Brian yeah. was was great to work with, and he he made me feel really comfortable because you know sometimes when you come into uh, a show and there's the whole cast have been together for years and you're you're a stranger, you know, it can be a little intimidating. And he was, uh, he made me feel right at home and uh, I really enjoyed working with him. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that intimidation. You know, um, we've had people come on the show and talk about that. Were you aware of how, I mean, you tried out for the show, you auditioned for the show, so you knew that it was a huge show. Mm -hmm. What is it like walking into those doors the first the first time, you know, knowing well, this? Yeah, it's exciting, you know, because uh, you as an actor, you want to be part of something like that, you know, but it's also a little intimidating because you don't know every, you, you know, you have to kind of you see how the regular actors have their relationships with the directors and the producers and the writers. And, you know, those people just met you in a room three days ago, you know, uh, so you don't have a lot of time to build up that rapport because you may only be there for two weeks. I think I, I did two episodes. So, um you know, and you're not, you're in and out. And so you've kind of just got to put your nerves away and, and do your job. Um, you know, in terms of getting the script, they did give you a very, I mean, of, of, I don't know what you auditioned for prior to, do you remember the characters that you auditioned? Oh God, no, there were a lot of them. I, I, I was in several times. Yeah. I can't remember. That's okay. But I point. mean, when you get this one though, I mean, it's a mm -hmm. pretty, it's a pretty heavy character. There's a lot going on with it. Were you like, I'm kind of thankful that I got this one. As yes. Yes. Because it was a great role. And, you know, uh, some of the other roles, are, although I wanted them, uh, once I got this role, I really felt like it fit me. And, uh, and it was fun for me because I was a little older than those, the most of the people on that show at the time. So it really fit. And um, I just, I just kind of related to the character. Yeah. I mean, he was a really good red herring because uh, yeah, we had Garrett Slan, this character we've been seeding with the uh, who worked at the Condor's Nest, and you know we uh, you know had to make that surprise. We held the surprise pretty pretty good, I thought. You know, looking at it mm -hmm. now, uh, as far as something, you know, again we, we don't always do in this show is do like mystery, but yeah, I thought the thriller aspect of the show really was good. Like, there's some good th 
thrills in there. I'm hoping so. That, uh, you mean like that going, Dave? 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 Well, I mean, Dave? the first time she turns yeah. around and sees the face there, you know, um, that was a Gil Shilton directed episode. Yeah, of well, he, he did. Yeah, did a really good job on that. And, and you know, and again, we had the uh, we had a good clue with the boots. You know, so we had the last right. final clue we had was we threw the army boots right. off. Yeah, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Bow really Garrett really is yeah. incredible in this. Uh, Jessica, you watched this back. What were your, some of your thoughts on 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 maybe the Lenny character on Tracy? What, 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 I was really struck by how. Uh, you brought the character to life, Tracy. It was really a good performance, very believable and very warm. And I, I really enjoyed it. I don't remember having written the, alone at the top of which we introduced you. I mean, yeah. scenes, entire scenes rolled by. And it's like, I don't remember that. But, uh, right. but um, I, I love the storyline. I do remember, uh, I do remember Donna getting attacked, but I think that, we, that may be because we may have talked about it before on the show here, but I, I, <laughs> right. I know, that's what I, you're know what I don't trust my memories anymore. I do remember that uh, Lenny Zelinsky, Steve Wasserman had a friend growing up whose name was Marty Zelinsky. This was Zelinsky. Uh, Zeminski, well, we changed Which it. I had a friend named Zeminski. So oh, okay. Zeminski, Zeminski. That's called the whole thing. I miss Steve. I miss Steve. I wish he was here for these things. Be oh, so I do too. To he'd, re- he'd have something to say about <laughs> all of it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, do you, do you Chuck told, told the story before about, you know, uh, Steve sharing an article with him, and that's what sort of inspired. Were you the first line of defense on these articles, Jessica? Would you be like, oh, I want you to tell you about this article? or was it- no. No, 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 no. Steve didn't run things by me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just picked a path and went. Yeah, you were right in the in the Chuck. You were first. Well, he was, it, you know, he got really inspired. He had read it. He had a vision for it, and um, you know, it, it it made and look, we made it go for these two episodes. Yeah, like yeah where it worked so, really, really well. And it, and it, it gives, to, it gives Jason a great a great place to wait. It gives uh, Brand the Brandon character a great. End I'm going to show a scene from that in a little. Yeah, bit. you know, which yeah. really uh, again, he uh, in the Lenny story, everyone gets involved with him. Claire's involved yeah. with him. Uh, Dye's involved with him. And so that was, you know, for us, you know, what we were trying to do. That that worked well. Go ahead, Chuck. I just was wondering about about Gil Gil directing and all the things, the bells and whistles he put in. And I asked this to Molly and Larry because I think you know it would know more the answer to this. Is there a Canadian style to the, the bells and whistles as he was putting in the uh, some of the lighting things in this? I mean, do you see that, or is it just a universal? Um, way of telling a story. I guess the answer is no. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think he was a particular kind of artist. I think he. I think Gill's background was cinematography. Right. You know. So I think that he, he's bringing some of that to his his toolbox. But no, I don't think it's anything particular Canadian. You know. I think they no, they I basically. Think, and having worked in Canada after I worked for a long time in the states, I didn't see any difference at all. I mean, they just emulate the state, the state style. I mean, I, I felt. I mean, I think now people start emulating the, the the British style of certainly the crime dramas. They all try to do that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Broad Church and things like that. Yeah, are so good. Um, uh, for Molly, let me ask you about some of the outfit choices. Um, I want to ask you, of course, Larry mentioned um, this, you know, what Tori or what Donna's wearing in this. 
for this scene. How did you guys come up with, or how did you come up with that? I don't know. She liked the kind of boy. Um, Shannon was gone. Shannon used to do the boyish clothes. Ah. Sort of. And, um, but the thing that struck me about that visually was her hair. Tori's hair. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like Elsa uh, Lanchester. I've never seen it like that before or since. Mm, it's and true. And Kathleen looks, her hair looks very unsophisticated for Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a, her daytime look. But do you remember putting the, the outfit together for this rape thing? Or do you, do you or, did the, when, or well, when do you think this show was a double up? Because the what? cinematography is credited to Steve yeah. Randolph. Yeah, it was definitely a double. That's up. a dead giveaway. There it yeah. is. Yeah. And probably I with the loan at the top. Anything from the double. <laughs> I mean, that was really, that was really a stretch to do those. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think they that both may were. help to explain why I remember so little. Yeah, <laughs> probably. No, you can't remember everything. In. Well, I mean, any camera realized they eliminated, you know, so many of these orders. Try to take Tori's shoes from one set to another set. Right. You know, these these limited series, these series do six episodes, eight episodes. We did six in one just big belch. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing six this month. Okay. I know. I know. It's so crazy. I mean. We have to talk about the other elements of this episode because there's so many other stories. I just want to ask Molly one more thing about about um, about Garrett Slan's look. Do you remember kind of putting any of that together about the what the rapist was going to look like, how you were going to how you were going to? Well, he needed to be sort of invisible, you know. And you, That's right. You can uh, they can do the black hoodie just so many times. Right. Uh, and this was pre-hoodie. I don't think uh, people were wearing hoodies much in California. You, now. You, you, oh, you, sneak, you, you sneak them into the. Uh, you sneak them into yes. the. the you know, yeah, the condor. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he has to clean up Donna's mess. He has to clean up Donna's mess. No, I mean this is really kind of cool. I mean they kind of slip them in there, and it's you know it's a class thing too. Again, it's you know you got Beverly Hills versus a guy working at the cafeteria. You know, and I just want to know and, you can get that and, shirt and, at the shirt store. Just yes, and you should. <laughs> and I, you know, I, again, you know, we, we use the Lenny character as a red herring. And, and we, what's that, Molly? What's that? He said, I hope Tom Victor's getting a little percentage. <laughs> he did the original design. Yes, that's, that's what Drew had told me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Drew. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay. Let's. So there are a lot of other things happening. Um, there is the thing with Tracy. I want to ask you about working with Jason Priestley. I'm going to try to show a clip again. It's, it's okay. you know, we'll definitely hear the audio. Get ready for radio. I don't know that much I can tell you. How do you know that? When I was in custody, I heard what he did to Melody. You knew her? Yeah. <laughs> How do you think I got off so easily? She knew it wasn't me. Well, I gotta hope they're gonna catch this guy. Yeah, well, don't get your hopes up. What do you mean? The cop that questioned me is a real lightweight. Hundreds of questions he could have asked me to think about it. Like what? Uh, I don't want to get into it. Then why'd you bring it up? 
As president of this school, what kind of clout do you carry with these guys? Well, Dean Whitmore is a pretty good friend, and in some circles I'm known as the Chancellor's lackey. What about the cops? You need to talk to a lawyer? You want one of these? No, thanks. Lenny, tell me what you know. I know who raped Melody. Great stuff. I mean, really good. It would have been great if we saw the visual, but uh, we got what we got out of that. I saw it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you did? did you? Yeah. I yeah, saw I it was out of sync, but yeah, I saw okay. it. <laughs> yeah. um, the one thing that was it was interesting is, you know, it's from that, you know, steal from the best motto that I have is that it's it this this kind of came come out of the movie um oh i associate with the movie it would happen in real life but in all the president's men yes when, mm. um the hugh sloan the treasurer walks out and says you know no no nothing he never came up and never came up it never came up because they didn't ask him right. and yeah. so that's the same thing and but i right. love in this little scene here and seeing it is the idea that the conclusion that the cop was a lightweight and that he didn't go there Therefore, if I if I uh, give this information straight up, I'm the accomplice, and you know, and I got to protect myself, which is you know an, an interesting your mindset. Not how you know the average bear would think who hadn't been in some of the kind of perilous situations that the right. character was in. Right. So working with Jason. Uh, working with Jason was great. I, I remember being a little nervous about working with him for some reason because I, you know, uh, I, I don't think I'd been around him much that week before we did that scene. Uh, but he's such a nice guy, you know, that you you just automatically feel comfortable with him, and he's he's real straightforward, you know, as an actor, and um, you know, it was uh, it was easy to work off, and uh, you know, I like that scene too because I, I liked it. You know where he's basically why do you why why do you know what the questions he should have asked you know um right and i thought that was interesting the only question i had is and as i watched it i was like how did i know who the rapist was you well, knew in your heart you knew you knew uh garrett slant from you we have you, you, you knew it was a bad from the from the commissary you know he was right? a bad guy yeah you okay. know him yeah, no, it says that we have that in the thing there. Well, and it comes out later how you know. And, and, and that's oh, why okay. you're you're both vets and uh, and you that's both right. have the same booths. Yeah, that was a that, that was a fun scene. I like that scene a lot with Jason. Yeah, and Jason gets to save the day. You know, I mean, it, it was kind yeah, of cool. it's perfect. We have Dave, 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 uh, Dave uh, Brian stops the rapist and the and Jason it also interesting. It's the first time he really used his power. Acknowledged, yes, I have right. friends. I can get things done. Right, because uh, before he was saying, "What what can I do? I'm just the president," you know, and, yeah. and then he's forced to kind of acknowledge. You know. Yes, you can't. Yeah, he, you kind of busted him on the roll. Yes, he yeah. he could pick up the phone and say, "And I'll take his call at least." Right. I'm surprised that Jason hasn't gotten more uh, political roles in his career, given how much he did here on 90210. Like he would have fit in lovely in the West Wing, right, or something something later right, on. Right. You know, right. Surprise. He's He's just, there's so much stuff mm happening -hmm. here. Jessica, do you want to explain, or Tracy, do you, or Larry too, do you want to explain to Pete what high quotes are? <laughs> 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 uh, 
Okay. Uh, or there's in, other other words, words, in other words, when he was 90210, the moment he finished to get Jay to be on the shows, you had yeah, to pay. Let's talk about some of the other things that are happening in this episode. There's the whole thing that's happening with um, Andrea and Peter and this affair, and that's sort of connected to Dylan being at a motel, writing with Charlie. So there's a lot. There's a lot happening there. Um, have we? I don't know. I'm sure we've talked about a splitting or the the stuff with Jesse and. Andrea and Peter before, but when you looked back on it, Jessica, what did you think of how this was playing out? I I was of two minds. On the one hand, I thought it was cringeworthy, and I was appalled that we were doing this. On the other hand, I thought she never looked better, and it gave it gave the character of Andrea. A, a renewed sexuality and um, it, the same way that the character uh, got her groove back, the actress did. And um, post baby, it was a good thing to do. And um, I think it was a really good thing to do in double ups because it was a way of isolating her and sending us to a place where we didn't need to have other people around. That was, that was clever. And, um, but I mean, I, I look back and I think, God, this woman is is married and she's having this affair was very unseemly. But hey, well, I, my grandmother say, can we do, can we do uh, like they used to do on Saturday Night Live? You know, point counterpoint. Yes. Go ahead, counterpoint. you ignorance. That's from SNL. That's from SNL. The fact is, is that is that it, and it came out of Jesse's mouth in a in a future episode when they're when they were talking. He said these, you know, they they had just met. I mean, here she is. She's eighteen years old, and she has got moving into nineteen with a baby, and and one guy. And so you know, now she's 20 and they're having those early thing and issues. It just, it just, and you had a guy, it, is the cringeworthy part of it that she was susceptible to a player? Was the cringeworthy part of it that she felt, I thought was no. most re revealing, she felt love. Oh, I love this guy that she thought this was love. No, um, the only part that, the only part that I, 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 I'm really serious that I'm I'm viewing this as a grandmother thinking, oh, I'm I you know I can tell my grandchildren to watch my old my old show, but I can't because they, I mean it's just their parts of it are so inappropriate. But no, no, seriously, I'm um, what was it, it? It's just difficult for me because of the baby at home. I mean the whole thing. It's just oh yeah, it comes to the apartment. That's pretty pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have to say. She's willing to give it up. Very real. Very, very, very I was going to say, it, it happens. It does happen. The postpartum depression. It. And... it totally happens. Well, in a few it totally happens. But I just, we played yeah. her as this good girl so, so much. Well, that's that's Perfect what I time. wanted to that's comment what on for. and agree with you here. I, I don't know if it was this episode, whether it was the episode before, I think, when, when they first got together. And there she is. And I remember feeling it at the time really Profoundly, maybe the cringe you're talking about. Oh my God, the last of the characters who's telling a lie because she had been truthful 
emotionally truthful and personally truthful for all five seasons until that point. Mm. And, and it's not and what she that. did so much as that it was it was her doing it. I mean, right. we you know right. we've seen right. we've seen people in hospitals kissing in closets. That's like the staple of television. <laughs> um, but Andrea, you know what I loved about that story was I loved the way it brought Dylan and Andrea yeah, together. I loved that, and I loved that he said, "I'm I'm telling you, I know." not to judge you, but so yes. that you can come talk to me if you need to talk to somebody. That was just so, so great. Yeah. No, that was one of the, the highlights of that thing. We got to put them together. Yeah, that was really, really nice. Um, let's talk about the whole uh, the whole rape incident, you know what I mean, with the, the, the scene. I'm not going to even attempt to show it. But it's, it's scary. You know, it's done really well. Gil does a great job with it. I mean, uh, Dave Bow Garrett is fantastic in this. Um, I forgot we had him shaving and stuff. You know, oh, that was a little bit. It's kind, it's kind of like that California rapist, that North California rapist that would do that. Would spend hours with the people. The one that they just had the, the trial for last summer. Uh, yeah, that was you know, uh, and it's scary. You get actually a fright when you see that first reveal when she turns around and there he is. And, yeah, um, yeah, that's, that was good stuff. Gil did. How about for you, Jessica, looking back on that? I thought it was great. And I thought it was very, what I was amazed by is it seared in my memory as like there were a lot of minutes. But in reality, not a lot of minutes, not a lot of screen time told that story. It was told really fast and really, really well. Mm -hmm. And uh, it packed a punch in a very short time. And I thought it was terrific, really terrific. I have to also say that um, the music was great. Uh, the way the show was handling music at the time was wonderful. And I miss that in, you know, it's yeah. really, really good. I also have to put in a comment about the whole Dylan drug story, the Dylan and the pot. The oh, that's right. Yeah. That was, that was all that felt, uh, um, that was interesting to watch because I, as I watched it, and I didn't remember uh, the part where he tries to light the joint and doesn't. And I was like, wind. what is that? How come he can't light? And then it turns out that's wind. what saved him. The wind saved yeah. him. Yeah, I remember but that. I, I thought, I just thought it was really good. And, and that brought him to Charlie in the motel where he's going to yeah. get involved in, in Andrea's story. Yeah. You know, the, other, the, other thing, the other thing that happened, because that's all, there's also that Peach Pit After Dark story. Yes, with, with, right. Russ, with, with Russ, you know, God bless Jed Allen, because I had forgotten the, the Steve and, uh, and and Russ story after he buys the club and, and he sells it at the restaurant and Steve's all pissed off and then he gives Steve a check <laughs> and they're just so happy together. We never see them happy together. Yeah. It's like the only scene I've ever seen. Uh, that's some really good, good stuff happening there. Um, and then, of course, you want to, Larry, you were going to talk about the, the Ray thing, which we talked, I don't know if we talked about before. You know, I was thinking, you know, we, we obviously burned his character by having him sleep with Valerie. I mean, it's, it was, I, we must have thought we could, could, by telling Donna he loved her and Donna saying, I don't want to hear the truth because he's going to tell her the truth there. We kind of thought we could get away with it. But we really were leading his character down to, uh, into hell. Just character, first, character, character, character. Just the first step toward his demise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like what we used to do on Northern Exposure, you know. If you, if you kissed, 
what was it, Diane? What was Diane? The the uh, you, you died. Oh yeah, that, the was, that was the thing. Uh, you know. Oh, uh, and whoever he kisses, he dies. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's whoever kissed but her dies. Valerie is so evil in this thing. She's really so vindictive. I, I don't even remember that. She, she was, was so the vindictive. first. I remember when she first came on the show. We actually talked about this. That the show had never had a villain before. Never had a bad girl. Nope, nope, no, nope. or, or a villain. Yeah. And she was she was really a villain. She was a and, hero. And it was it was interesting to watch. Hey, you know the other thing that happens. Beautiful. You the other thing that you guys start to put together. You start putting Mel and Jackie. Oh yeah. Back together. What, tell me about that. Put you him, break them apart, you put them together. You break them apart, you put them together. <laughs> that's Aaron Spelling. That. That's it. That's how it works. That's the formula. <laughs> that's some funny stuff. But uh, it's, it's, it's always nice to see them together. Hey, how about the argument Jessa, um, that Jesse and Andrea have? It felt we were watching it on the this mm. week on the Patreon. I was didn't even want to be in the room. It was no, so, no, I felt embarrassed for both of them. Like, oh, I don't want to be part of this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we just unloaded, you know. We, uh, I mean, first of all, we, we haven't talked about the makeup on Andrea, which is probably just because she never looked better. Like she's she's all made up. She's got lip gloss oh, and stuff on this episode. <laughs> we charted her up so much. Um, but yeah, that argument was pretty pretty good. I mean. You know, again, it really gave her a good storyline to play after the baby, and it really did free her a lot. So I felt good about that. Well, I felt bad for it. I mean, the idea that that we did have her on that that conveyor belt and that feeling of of that this was going to be love, and you look right there, it's not love. You can. Yeah. I want to ask you about that. She and that's, that. Yeah, that was that, really that's, good. That's a big twist at the end of this. That you know, Andrea has gotten herself pretty pretty ready for leaving Jesse and all of this. And this guy, Peter doesn't want to have anything to, to really do with it. Right. You know, it's such a guy. Because that's the, that's the nature. I mean, I don't, not fixing fears, but you know, how do you, it's one thing to, to step out and hook up. How you end that hookup is always been, you know, the confounding where the drama really is sometimes, unless it's just, you know, really so cavalier and so, uh, disconnected to anything else that it doesn't matter yeah but, um you know and and you you know you you do feel emo you know uh, emotions you do feel those connections and she was driven there again by the circumstances that we put it through or in some ways that uh you know by, by having the baby and you know with using putting the character through because that's what the character needed to be going through the baby and you know it, it couldn't just be baby fights every week and we didn't want to do this the, the you know, the, 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 a disease that the baby gets is is, is very, uh, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're not in our 30th year in daytime. We didn't need to do that one. So, yeah, it, it but it is hard. I mean, I understand exactly what you're, you're saying in that and how we, we, we put it to, you know, her to be exposed to that. All I can say is it wouldn't have happened at Yale. <laughs> she went to Yale. Yale yeah, went, I think, yeah. you know, it's a credit though. She only had that happen once, though. I mean, you know, we had, you know, she sleeps with Dan Rubin once. She has Jesse, and then she has one affair. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We get, compared to like Kelly Taylor, who slept with everyone on the show. Right. Uh, Doctor <laughs> White, you might want to try, uh, prime in on that. Uh, how many people Kelly Taylor Kelly did sleep with? I feel, uh, I feel like well, we, need, we need that information for the show with Jenny too. So. Yeah. Hey Tracy, um, I you know. Did you at all get recognized from this? Oh, play? yeah. I mean, I, you know, out of all the stuff I've done, um, 
I probably got recognized off that show more than anything. And I, I, I remember one time I was on vacation up in the across from Seattle, out in the middle of nowhere, and camping out there. And uh, a couple of kids rode up on their bicycles, and they said, were you in Beverly Hills 90210? And I was like, how did they recognize me? <laughs> and so the next day, their mom came back uh, with her little four-wheeler, and then more and more people kept coming to where we were camping. And uh, I, I just realized at that moment wow the 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 actors that are regulars on the show can't go anywhere you know and that i think david bow was arrested wasn't he pete yes he told david mall and he got arrested david deserves that by the way yeah i i became good friends with david after that show we always tease each other about the show yeah oh yeah yep yeah, I mean, and whose phone is ringing? Is that oh, that's yours. I'm sorry. sorry. Let me put on my mute. Okay. There you go. All right. I don't know if you will now. Okay. I don't know if we heard that, but you and David became friends, David Bow, right? We did. We we uh, we used to run into each other on auditions all the time, and we'd always laugh about, you know, who the rapist was and all that stuff, you know, and we'd always tease each other about the show and. Uh, well, it's but, interesting. P, I want. I, I, I want. I was interested if you did because I. I um, always to prepare for these. I just go really quick and look, see what your resume is or what his was. And mm -hmm. it's still working. It's still works. And I can mm -hmm. see that you were some of your parts. Well, you could have played that part, and he could have played this. Yeah, part. yeah, absolutely. You yeah. would be in often yeah. for the same roles. I could see yep. that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a funny guy too. Yeah. We always, we, uh, we always had the same agency for voiceover, so we'd always be standing in the hall, you know, before we go in and read on stuff and and uh, just just joking with each other all the time. He, um, you know, he, he wanted to be here today, but as I said at the top of the show, he is in a Jeffrey Dahmer movie right now. So uh, typecast. He's definitely typecast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but we're going to try to do something with him on, on another day. We'll, we'll do it live and we'll get you, you know, I just sounded like Bill O'Reilly. We'll, we'll do, we'll do it live and we'll try to get everybody, uh, not everybody back, but we'll get, you right. know, the, the people right. to chat with him and, and whatnot. So That'd be funny. Yeah. We'll, we'll work on all that. But he did tell us a story where he was, uh, he was at a Denny's, I think. Right. And he got, uh, he, they, they had the cops called on him because they confused <laughs> the 90210 story with an episode of Cops. Oh, they, wow. this, oh my God. This is, is the guy that classic. raped the girl <laughs> at the college dorm. <laughs> and he had to go outside and talk to them yeah. And, yeah. and all that stuff. Hey, well, Tracy. You know, the moral of that story is you take your life in your hands when you walk into a Denny's. Yeah. You walk into a casting session. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy, people want to, are mentioning this other movie you did. I mentioned it before you came on, mm -hmm. Fear, um, yeah. which is, uh, you know, a, a great one with Mark Wahlberg and all of that. Uh, do you remember, do you have any thoughts on doing the movie Fear? Oh, yeah. I loved I loved that project. And uh, um, we were, we just had a great group of people and we were up in Vancouver for about two months shooting that. And, uh it was one of those fun characters because I was really a bad character in this one. And, and I could just let really, really let myself go for it. And uh, James Foley was the director and he just really, he'd be asking me to do stuff and I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> he's like, no, do it, do it, go further. So we, we had a, we had a blast and, and uh, Mark Wahlberg was great. And, you know, it was one of Reese Witherspoon's 
you know, earlier projects and, um, and, uh, Alyssa Milano, who I ended up working with a couple times in my career. And, uh, so it was, it was a, it was a, it was a lot of fun, that movie. And it, it, you know, it, it didn't do, it wasn't a hit at the, in the theaters, but it, I, it, everybody I know knows that movie. I mean, and I got recognized from that movie here in, uh, in my hometown here. And uh, I thought, how could he possibly recognize me from that movie? That was 20 years ago, you know, but um, it, it's a favorite movie for a lot of people. It's kind of a cult classic with a lot of people. For sure. Definitely. There's a lot of people yeah. commenting in here. You did great. Uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon is so great, too. You all. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Age ain't nothing but a number. OK, there you go. <laughs> no, I, 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 I needed that. I needed That's something that. said by a man who's not my age. Yeah, yeah, wants to know. Good question, Lisa. Tracy, did you get any good advice or acting tips from Luke Perry? Uh, you know, the only thing I would say about Luke is Luke was just very real. You know what I mean? He was, he was, he was, uh, he was honest when he worked, and uh, he didn't try to do too much. And uh, I think that sometimes, you know, we tend to try to push it too far and I, I did I did learn that from him just just be honest in the role yeah it's good stuff man um I think we covered all the things in this episode right did we did we get it yeah you know well just the the Valerie Valerie having a uh Rush Sanders in her hotel room and making a deal and negotiating you know it was really pretty out there I mean I was cringeworthy on that one a little bit Jess I mean I have to say oh my god we're really you know we're, I had forgotten the, the antecedents of this. I guess she's living in a hotel room, which is kind of cool. And it just, you know, Jed Allen, Jed Allen was terrific. Steve we, asked we, we, Rush, did you sleep with her, right? I know. <laughs> I mean, we all want to have it. And Rush, you know, who, he could have been lying, but he says no. I mean, Are you kidding awful. me? Yeah. <laughs> but he got he made money on the club. That's the great thing. <laughs> that was so great. And Valerie oh, buys the point club. Out to, to do. We get to this collusion and we got the goodbye music. We got all this place. We got to this thing. We looked at this episode every which way, and nobody talked about the flaming lips. So, no, I was just going right, no, to yeah. mention the flaming lips. Flaming, I mean, that's yeah, what my last. No, I said the music was great. I meant the flaming lips. Yeah, yeah that's what I was just going to bring up. Was the flaming lips? Was obviously we did that. Yeah, didn't name. I oh, to okay. Guys, yeah. you know, what did you so, think? Could have been Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> no, but that would have been. Well, it could have been. Yeah, I mean, this kind of gave a kind of an odd little feeling to the show. Yeah, a little bit off kilter. Everything yeah, was exactly. a little bit off kilter. Which, which helped, I thought, and everything. I thought it was great too because you know we were seeing Ray all the time in the in 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 the Peach Pit After Dark. Mm -hmm. So to bring another band in and for it to be the Flaming Lips, who may have been tenth on the list, uh, it was <laughs> as the, <laughs> it was good to see them though on the show. Uh, Larry, do you want to just talk briefly about the the Flame? I know we did a whole show about that. Well, but. yeah, I mean we're gonna hopefully see the the drummer uh, who came on our Peach Bay After Dark show, but no, I mean they, you know it was just uh, uh, Drew Kenny actually tells the story that you know I came into his office and said what was going on. We talked about the Flaming Lips and we tried to get him, and to our surprise, uh, they said yes, they were gonna be in L.A. I think or whatever, you know something was gonna go on. So all of a sudden we had this kind of hot indie band, you know. And uh, everyone looked confused. And, and the guys, you know, they play through. They were kind of odd. And it kind of gave a little odd beat. You know, that song, uh, She Don't Use Jelly, it was a, a fairly big, uh, you know, FM hit. I think it was FM radio then. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was just a, it, it, it upped our cool quotient a little bit. Oh, definitely. And I think all these years later, it's like, oh, yeah, the flame. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that, 
too. All right, guys, I think we got this. Molly, Kathleen Robertson wanted me to say hello to you. She's watching this and wanted to say hi. So, oh, uh, how sweet. Thank you. And oh, oh, we should also just say one thing about Ray's mother. Okay. You know, the yeah. great Carolyn McWilliams, because there's a wonderful scene in, I think it's in the Alone at the top, where she has this heart to heart. First of all, we, we kind of reveal that Ray, that Ray was, you know, was an abandoned father. And we start seeing, you know, some real damage. I mean, he's a broken guy. And you can see that the mother's just getting every little bit of advice she can have, which is not much, but she gets a little in there. And she's, she's marvelous in the thing. Oh, she's, she's so good. So underrated in this. I mean, we, we, you know, we talk about so many different characters, but I mean, she definitely, she's really awesome in this too. And I think and, and Jamie is too. Also the Jamie plays with his band. Oh, you know, band somebody, and somebody, at the top, it's insanely good. He, he does one of the really good songs. I'll run them back to you. Is it uh, yeah. running back to you? I think it is, but it's really uh, good. I, no, there was a question here about Jenny is not in this episode, and we talked. We talked a little bit about that uh, on the Patreon. Do you guys have any? Did you, Larry? Did you figure out why Jenny is not in this episode? I mean, she was sick occasionally. I, I couldn't say this was specifically that. I mean, she had just come off the cult storyline, so it was a big storyline. But she should have been in if she was healthy and able. It could be that she was on uh, a Jenny heavy story uh, in Devil Ups. Probably. I don't know what was right after Love Hurts, but I'm sure it had to be Jenny-centric, and that's probably why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, guys, this has been really great. Um, good seeing everybody again Thanks next week. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime, Molly. We love having you here on the show. Thanks, Molly. I love seeing everybody. Thank you. I just want to say also next week um, we have uh, Ginger Elise Donovan with us. That's going to be a Larry and I thing. That should be a lot of fun. And of course, uh, Kelly Taylor on August seventeenth. So Jessica, you can come on that show too with Ginger. Oh uh, yeah, okay. When is that? That's I'll check my calendar. August eleventh. Yeah, I should be able to. Oh great, cool. But I'll let you know. Sounds good. Thank you very much. We will see you all next. Tracy, week. best to you. Thank yeah. you. Best to Thank all you too. Good to see everybody. Thank you.